Welcome to the Cracking Social Podcast, the podcast where we help you navigate the entire jungle that is the online world. So on this podcast, we talk about a lot of different topics, um, things that are going to help you grow within just your own personal brand, your business, whatever it is that you're using the online world for, you know, and today's topic is one that is very important in any sort of business and it's the art of content creation. Yeah. So no matter what business you're in, no matter what it is that you do, the, the landscape of culture is changing. And in that landscape culture change, what's going on is that every single business, no matter what business you're in, needs content, you know? Like content is literally the fuel for your advertisements, for your social media, um, for your website. Literally, con you can't have a business without content in 2022 or beyond. Exactly. You know, like you really literally need it to survive in your business. So today, because we have, you know, we're a media agency, we've been in the space for about the last three and a half, four years. Um, we're going to break down what the process of creating great content looks like. So. On today's show, I actually do have my co-host, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, say what's up. What's up, everybody? So Jeremiah has actually helped me produce a lot of the videos, including the, the ones that you've seen for the Countach Rally, a um, few other videos. A lot, Actually, most of the videos that I've created have been with Jeremiah's help. So from a technical perspective, he can just provide a lot of clarity on you know, how it is that you shoot videos, uh, what are the best angles and what stuff like that. But I guess where I want to start the whole podcast off initially is that it, none of that stuff really, it's important, but it's not the stuff that really drives someone to watch a video. Right. When you, yeah, when you first, when you're first starting, it's not really, the technicalities of it doesn't really matter yet. Not it's at all. It's all about the driving you. Yeah. And, and I think um, a great place to start is like, you know, you don't have to have the best camera. You don't have to have the, the most expensive lens. You don't have to have, you can literally shoot stuff on an iPhone. 100%, you know? dude. And what, but what you really need, like the differentiating factor in content is like being able to engage in emotion, you know, yeah. being able to make someone feel something because no matter what it is that you do, no matter what it is you're involved with, um, there's a process to it, right? Like, like the laptop that's in front of you, JJ, you know, like there's a reason why people buy Apple computers, you know, like mm -hmm. they feel some sort of emotional connection, you know, yes, it does solve a need, but it's like, yo, when I saw Apple's like, um, God, the, the one, the commercial they were doing with like the 80s steam, right? With yeah. like, like the hammer and that stuff. Yeah. I saw that and I got chills. And the reason why I got chills is because I'm like, yo, I feel like this brand resonates with me because my, my consumer profile is someone who is more of someone who is challenging the status quo, right? Someone yeah. who wants to go against the grain, someone who just wants to push the boundaries of what's possible. So that's mm -hmm. why that brand engages with me so well, you know? Well, Steve Jobs said it himself, dude. He's not selling a product. He's selling an emotion. Dude, I love that. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's spot on because, you know, in creating great content, right? I think there's, there's levels to it, you know, like obviously mm -hmm. there's the content itself, you know, like you're trying to put stuff on social media or your website or an advertisement or whatever. Right. But I think to create great content, there has to be great process involved. And when we talk about process, right? Like, hey, what is the process of creating great content? It comes down to, I think, three variables that Gary Vee has actually talked about. And my friend Matt actually reminded me of yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's three things, right? So the first one is strategy, right? You have to okay. know what it is that you're engaging with, like what it is that the emotion that you wanna portray. Yeah. Um, for a personal brand, you have to know like who it is that you are so that you can influence that demographic to, to you know, wanna buy into your brand or your personal brand. And the second one is the actual execution, mm -hmm. you know? 
like the actual creation of the content, like kind of what we're doing with this podcast, right? right. It's, it's through an audio form. We've got little snippets for Instagram and whatnot with like video, yeah. but it's the actual process of shooting and filming or recording the content that we're, we're producing, you know? Mm -hmm. And the third one is distribution, you know? So I think in order to have a great content process, right? A great content delivery system, you have to have these three things because you know, like you can, you can have like, for example, like let's say you're missing one of the three legs, right? Yeah. Like, let's say you can shoot some amazing photo and video, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no story behind it. Like, what, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, right. what is it that people are engaging with? Like, what is it that people are gonna listen to or hear? Like, there's not gonna be any sort of emotional connection because your, your targeting is off, you know? Like, your, your messaging is off. Right. Or if, for example, you don't have proper distribution, and I kind of forgot to break down the distribution portion, but Distribution just means like, hey, is it going to go on TikTok? Is it going to go on Instagram? Is it going to be an ad? Like, where is it going to live? Where is it going to play? Mm. You know what I mean? If you think about content as a person, like it, it makes things a little bit easier because you start thinking like, okay, cool. I'm trying to make this content, this person find other people that are like, like it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. To find like an audience that resonates with that style, that culture, that everything. <laughs> And uh, we're having some technical difficulties here, guys, in the studio. Um, we might cut this out of the oh, podcast yeah. completely. No, yeah, we'll cut this out. Of the but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kept hearing the clicking, and I'm like, yeah, "Gosh, like, yeah, something's going." <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, man, like I was like I was saying, so you you prop we have to have proper distribution. You have to have every single leg of this tripod, right? Like yeah. the three the three legs of a tripod. You have to have every single leg of this tripod engaged. You know, you have to have proper distribution. You have to have proper content creation and you have to have proper strategy, you know? And right. I think that if you're able to kind of crack that code of the three fundamental things, everything gets a lot easier, man, because you have to know who you're talking to. 100%. You know? I think where I, well, a lot of people kind of go wrong with content, man, is that they just have no general direction of whatever they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. I've personally seen people that I'm connected with and close to who let's say have the ambitions of starting a business or, or doing something different. Want, like the, I'll see them start posting TikTok or TikTok videos or Instagram videos or whatever, mm -hmm. which is commendable and I respect it. But I, what I always kind of start asking myself is I'm like, what are you doing it for? You know, like what's the purpose? Not to get it like super philosophical or anything like that, but it's like, you know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get people into some sort of program or are you trying to open up more connections like like Jacob who we met with last night, who's like, yo, yeah. I just want to get some solid networking in, you mm -hmm. know? So I want to build my personal brand to reflect kind of what the person that I am so that I can network with more people. Right. I think uh, that's where a lot of a lot of folks, and even I was like this when I first started. When I first met you back in 2017, I had no idea what I was doing. And I th I'm pretty sure you could work, you had a sense of- I was kind of aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was shooting this and I'm going to shoot this, to shoot this, to shoot this. And I had no sense of direction of what I wanted to do. But I think that's important though. Right. I think we should all try everything until we really find out what is it that we actually want to do. Dude, 100 percent. Right. 100 percent. And I think like to your point of trying different things, you know, I think people get so caught up in, oh, well, for like my personal journey, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. I went and became a real estate agent. I went and started a sneaker business. I went and started like all these different businesses. And if I would have tied my identity so much to that one thing, instead of like the process of creating the individual that I am today, like I'd still be stuck in that thing. Cause I'd, I'd be like, oh man, like what are people gonna think about me? What's this, what, like, you know, how I've, I've tried to do this, but it's not working or whatever. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of things, right? That are not supposed to align with who we really are. Like, Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you, what do you mean by not align 
So, I don't know, man. I, I think it's interesting because we went to we went to a Bible study last night, right? Mm-hmm. And they talked like Brandon, who's a really good friend and entrepreneur. Um, he talked about how we're 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 tools, you know, not in the, like the you know tool like <laughs> you know bodybuilder stuff, but like tools in the sense of like we're here for a purpose, you know, yeah. like like God made us in a certain way so that we can be serve a certain purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think what I mean by like things don't align sometimes is that we find ourselves in working jobs or a business, right? That we just kind of know in our gut, right? We're like, ah, oh, maybe this isn't the best thing, but I've been doing it for like three or four years, so I, I can't get out of it. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and I've had personal conversations within literally this week where I've, you know, had that conversation of I've I'm asked like, yo, how do you like, you know, like, what are you doing? What's what's going on? How's your week going? And people are like, yo, I'm miserable. You know, yeah. and I'm like, well, you know, have you thought about maybe changing things up a little bit? And they're like, no, I, I, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what? Do you, why can't you? You know, and people that like the specific conversation that I had, um, this girl was like, well, I, I went to school for for this for so long. You know, I've got my degree. I've got my master's or whatever. And I just I can't get into a different field like it's, <sighs> I just can't. And I'm like, that's so untrue, and, you know, and it's 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 completely untrue, man, because I, I've I've seen it personally with my own eyes. Like I've seen people that I know, you know, shift industries or, or align more with something that is towards their purpose. You know, if they're a creative individual, like get into a creative director sort of role or into a creator role or into a marketing or e-commerce role. And they've done extremely well. They make yeah. what, you know, they used to make in a year and maybe like a month, you know, mm-hmm. so. I think there's a couple layers to that conversation where people don't understand that's like, they don't believe that's possible. They, they're looking at, like if we're using photography terms, for example, right? right? People are looking at life through a dirty lens or through a lens that's not even theirs, you know? Yeah. Like the, a filter, for example, like let's say you put like an ND filter on something, mm-hmm. right? Like somebody else in life put an ND filter on that person's like lens. So everything that they see is jaded, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, it's programmed to look a certain way, to, to behave a certain way. And it's not until we get exposed to situations, to people, to other things that make us see the world in a different way that we start to really believe that, oh man, like there's a kid, you know, who like, like I told you, we met up with yesterday, who's yeah. making quite a bit of money, like a significant amount of money on of doing e-commerce, dude, super young, he's like 21, 22. And I'm like, you, you start to see that, you know, you start to get connected to these cultures and you're like, damn, like that's why, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why do I have to wait until I'm 30 to live my dream life, you know? I think we have to be happy in the process of becoming who it is that we're becoming oh, and not be so obsessed with the result, man. But yeah. yeah, dude, I just feel like that's that's something that a lot of people kind of get stuck on or trapped into is that whole parallel of like, oh no, it's too late. I can't jump into any other industry. And I know guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, obviously we're like shifting topics and whatnot, but it, this is that's this is the whole meaning of the show, yeah. you know? Like cracking social is really meant to help people crack the code in whatever it is that they want to do. It doesn't just have to be social media. It doesn't have to be like whatever else. But I do think that people struggle with that. You know, I think that people, if they just heard that conversation or heard this, you know, you're obviously listening to it now, but if mm-hmm. they heard it, they'd see things a little bit differently, man. And that's what this podcast is about. Is like, we want to bring people on who have done things that are different, you know, who have paved a way that's very untraditional, like very amplified. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they, they're trendsetters, they're world changers. And that's what I want to do with this podcast, man. But I guess going back to the topic that that's on hand, right? More so like content creation and how to create great content is that one thing that's coming to mind right now is that people 
are going, everyone's going through something. No matter who it is, every single person that we come into contact with is carrying some sort of baggage or some sort of emotion or some sort of experience that they've gone through. And I think in order to create great content, we, we can like really ask ourselves like, yo, first, right? Like I said, who, who are we talking to? Who's our demographic? Like, who are we trying to reach? Yeah. But when we go deeper on that conversation, it's like, what problems do they have? You know, what emotions have they experienced? What problems do they want to overcome? And how can my product or service help them ease that pain or, you know, have hope that there is a different way or a different outlet, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think when you ask the right questions, which is something that my uh, mentor Nick told me, he's like, when you ask the right questions, you get the right answers, you know? So I like that. Yeah, man. I just think it's really important to really understand like, Hey, who are we talking to? You know? So these are all a few different tips guys on like how you can, can create better content for, for your social media profiles, your ads for whatever else. But I think one thing that I have noticed with, a lot of different like personal development videos and stuff is that some people complain and they're like, Oh no, um, your, your video or your whatever didn't give me like tactics. It didn't say, Hey, go make this TikTok video in this format this way for this long for whatever. <laughs> like, no, cause dude, like the, the format, right. Isn't the solution, the changing the belief or changing the way the conversation flows or the psycho, you know, like understanding how people like psych psychologically think mm -hmm. or like why they make decisions. That's what drives action. It's not like, yeah, there's a medium, right? Like right now, TikTok's pretty popping, you know, right. It's the best way in 2022 to just organically get a lot of traffic because the platform is incentivizing people because there's just way too many people consuming it mm -hmm. and not enough people creating on it. So when there's a distribution like that, like the platform's like, yo, we need more people that are creators. We need more people that are producing content in the right way. But I think when we focus on the fundamentals and the values and the beliefs, it's a lot more powerful because it's more sustainable. So when it's not TikTok, for example, and I'm not telling you like, hey, go post a seven second video that has text over it so that people just keep watching it back and back, you know, and it increases your playback time or whatever. Like if I give you that and then TikTok decides to change their algorithm, it's, it's dead, you know, like it's done. But on the on the reverse end, if I give you some sort of foundational thing, you know, like something that is applicable to any sort of platform, mm -hmm. it's evergreen. You know, because now we're changing the way that we approach things and the way that we're basically doing the conversation, you know? So what does that mean? What does it mean to to just kind of reflect and adjust? I think so. I'm glad you brought that up because I know I put that in the notes and I forgot to, to touch on it. So like I said, right, there's the steps, there's strategy. So you got to figure out what are you shooting? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose? Who are we talking to? What emotions can we trigger? What can we do? And now it's like, okay, where are we shooting the content, right? The, the, so strategy and then creation. So now it's like, okay, what cameras are we using? Are we filming on an iPhone? What are we doing? You know, what's the audio? What's the everything else? The techni technicalities, right? Of mm -hmm. like shooting the actual content. And then there is the distribution, like where all the stuff's gonna live. But the reason why I, I guess this conversation is so clear to me as a creator who's been in the space for the last four years and who's been around other people who, I guess, uh, uh, do e-commerce or do any sort of like direct response marketing is that there's a fourth level to that. And, and the reflection and adjustment is the fourth, I guess, component to that puzzle. Mm -hmm. Like once you do these three things, uh, like you've got your strategy down, you've got your creation down, you have all the content, right? So you've created the content yep. and now you distribute the content. Now it's like you, you, you get data, you know? So now it's like, okay, my audience resonated really well with this video that I made on this topic, you know? And they didn't resonate with this video on this topic. 
or they like that I posted um, like a 30 second reel in this format, or they like that I posted a TikTok in this format, or this sort of like, you know, creative like template that I used or whatever, or this intro or this hook really worked, you know? Right. So now in the reflection and adjustment period, you kind of review your data and you're like, okay, cool, let me figure out how to amplify the impact, right, of my content. And then we go kind of go back to the entire step one of the process, right? It's a four step process. Mm -hmm. We go back to step one of the process, which is the strategy portion. And now because we have data to work with, we can like create better content and have better ideas, you know? So I think, I think where a lot of people kind of go wrong with content too, right? Or something that's a huge um, missing factor with like going and creating really good content is that people think it's like a one-time ordeal, oh, you know? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, if I make this video one time or if I produce this really badass, like whatever, like, no, nah, man, like it's all about reflection, reflecting and adjusting in, in the data, right? Right. Of understanding like, yo, what is it that's going to pop off? And that is like a six month to a year process of consistently doing that. You know, how do you read? Because I've come across a lot of clients who are like, is this video going to make it? Is this is this the one and done video? Is this it? And I think a lot of people have that and not even just clients, even uh, content creators ourselves. We're going to we you know, we think just one video is 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 it? It's just a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. How do you relay that message to per se a client or another individual that you're trying to create content <laughs> with? So say, this is this is more of a long term deal. Yeah, man. I think there's two layers to that to that answer right to, to the response uh -huh. is layer one is being really real with the client um, and in as as a creator right so I'll answer this from like a business owner perspective and like from a creator perspective I think as a creator anyone who's in any sort of creative role right as a as a videographer photographer whatever you have to be really selective with who you work with as clients right mm -hmm. because if you're working with someone who is expecting that one piece of content to be the breakthrough for their business, you know, where they're going to pop off and then get a bunch of clients and do all sorts of stuff. Can that happen? Yes. Is it likely? No. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think one, it's filtering, you know, and making sure that you ask the right questions to make sure that before you even onboard any sort of client, that you're really real with your expectations and you let them know as a creator, like, hey, we're creating this video for you, you know? Mm -hmm. If like, and also asking, um, like what we, what we do as an agency, right, is we ask, like, hey, you know, tell me more about your business. And through those questions, I figure out how long have they been in business, how many years, how much revenue, because I know if they're doing a certain amount of revenue that they have a certain, they have to, they have to become the certain, a certain type of person or they have to have certain people around them that really understand business to get to that level of revenue. Like so let's say seven or eight figures or whatever, or even high six figures or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they understand that it's not an overnight ordeal. They understand that it doesn't happen overnight, you know? So that's the client that I wanna work with as a creator or as an agency because they understand like, yo, it is a six month process. And we set the expectations of like, hey, like we're gonna, pr pr we're gonna produce a great result for you. Yeah. Fantastic result for you. But it, it can't just be this, you know? It can't just be this one ad. You've got to test what works with your audience. You got to figure out what they like to do, you know, what resonates with them, what not. But okay. that, so as a creator, that's how I would approach that situation. But I think on the other demographic as a business owner, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really important to understand that discipline and consistency in anything is the driving factor in growth. And what I mean by that is that, let's say for example, you're going to the gym and you go to the gym only one time 
right? But you, you do a, you fucking work out so hard, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the best workout you've ever done in your life. It's not going to mean shit. <laughs> it's not going to do anything for growth. You know what I mean? Like right. you're not going to immediately get a six pack or get muscles because you went to the gym one time and worked out harder than everybody in the gym. It's like, nah, what it takes is discipline and consistency. You know, that's why they say that like hard work, um, I, I, I'm spacing on the quote, you know, but it's like, um, discipline beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But it's true, man, because unless we're able to create some sort of consistency, right. Or approach business on, on a long-term scale, instead of thinking like, Oh, my business is going to blow up overnight. It's going to blow up next month. Or I'm going to start making, you know, the, the magic number for everyone in the online space is like, I'm going to make $10,000 a month, you know, $10,000 a month. I want to get to $10,000 a month. And it's like, yes, have that aim and that metric to hit $10,000 a month. But it's like, you got to focus on the now. You got to focus on like what's in front of you. You got to focus on before you can get to $10,000, you got to figure out your product offering. Right. You know, you got to put in the reps of like talking to people and figuring out and, and reflecting the data, right? And being like, yo, what is it that people want? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And then from there, it's like, okay, I hit $2,500 a month. Okay, great. Now I can figure out what worked and what didn't work. And I can go back to step one and really strategize and be like, okay, cool. I can go do something that's a little bit different, you know, and I, I analyze and now my execution's different and now I'm hitting $5,000 a month and not because I'm like, oh fuck, I want to make $10,000. No, it's like, yo, I understood what got me to a thousand dollars. I understood what took me to $5,000. I understood what took me to $10,000. Now it's like, as you go through the levels, you just kind of start cycling up and, and doing your thing, you know? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about emotions for a little bit. What Steve Jobs was saying is we don't sell a product, right? We sell a feeling, mm-hmm. right? And how, what if a client did not know what you meant by that? How can you really get it to their heads of what emotion really is through video or through content? So content in general, just, just straight content. What I would say in, in regards to that question, right? Of how do we get a client to understand that emotion is important in the video creation process is that it, when you ask like, hey, why does someone do anything, right? Like it's not because of rationalities or it's not because of logic, we're emotional human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we make decisions based off of emotion. It's not always the most rational choice, but we make choices based off of emotion. So if a client comes up to me and is like, hey, well, why is it so important to, I guess, make people feel happy or make people feel this or engage people in this sort of format or this sort of emotion, it's like, that is the, the, the resulting factor in why revenue pops off. You know, if you mm-hmm. think about all these commercials, as stupid as they might be, like the Sham Wow commercial, you know, that commercial, <laughs> you remember it because it made you Sham feel well. something. Yeah, oh, man. man, dude, that you just unlocked the memory I forgot. Right. I had, <laughs> or like the flex, the flex seal guy. It's like, oh, flex man, you just slapping that thing on there. Yeah, dude, man. <laughs> so I think that it's important to, you know, whether you're using humor or whether you're using something a little more serious, you know, I think it's important to understand, like, no matter what project it is, like, yo, what emotion do we want to make someone feel? It's like when we filmed the Kuntosh rally, bro. I told I told when we sat down, we talked about, hey, what's the creative vision for this? I'm like, I want people to feel inspired. I want people to feel like they can achieve this type of lifestyle, you know, because we got to be around some of the craziest things in the world. Right. A week full of just amazing experiences. Yeah. But I'm like, I want the, the the viewer to feel like they live that week, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's another layer to, to what makes content great, you know, is like a lot of the reason why those sham wow or those freaking like flex seal videos did so well is because they demonstrated, right? Demonstration is a huge part of content creation, right? 
whether it's like you're selling a product or a service, like your product or service has to work, you know? So if you can demonstrate on video and like show the, the benefits of the product, you know, not just the features, but like what someone would get or what feeling someone would have, you know, like, like for example, a bike lock, right? Yeah. Like let's say we're making a video for a bike lock. Uh, like, yeah, we can go around and film like, oh, it's got like aluminum or, or alloy or whatever the fuck it is, right? Like, oh, it's carbon fiber <laughs> or whatever. And yeah, it's gonna look cool, but it's like, that doesn't do anything for the viewer. Right. Like, instead you can engage the emotion by starting off the video with like someone getting their bike stolen and being like crying or being pissed or like feeling that emotion. Cause now it connects with the audience. Like they're like, oh, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to feel that if my bike gets stolen, <laughs> right. you know? So that way you kind of highlight the, the benefits to the customer instead of like the features. It's like, yeah, the carbon fiber thing is cool and you can, you can add that in there, but it's like, hey, this protects your bike, you know? And people love their bikes. Well, dude, facts yeah. tell, stories sell. Yeah, man. You know? It's funny you said that, bro, because I, uh, my, my friend Trav, right, who owns Flex Watches, great guy. Like, yeah. Anyone who's listening to this should follow him on Instagram. He's a great entrepreneur. Yeah, I love his watches. Yeah, his dude, his company's dope, man. And his dynamic, I remember sitting down with him and he mentioned that same exact thing that you said. He said that stories sell, you know? The whole reason why someone buys into any sort of brand, man, is because they feel like they're a part of that community. Mm -hmm. You know, they're sold a certain type of story. Like with, with Trav's brand, using it as a reference or example, right? Trav's brand, like it's interchangeable little watch watches, right? Or little watch bands. Yeah. So what's cool f with him is that like, he donates a certain percentage to like kids with autism or, or different foundations or different wow. charities, you know? And like the, the product offering, right? Like one of his best sellers is like this little autism um, puzzle piece watch. And it's cool because it ties into community, right? It ties mm -hmm. into emotion. People are telling a story about like, you know, if someone asks like, yo, bro, bro, where'd you get that watch? Or that looks tight, what is that? You know, now yeah. instead of being like, oh yeah, you know, it is cool or whatever. You're like, nah, like There's I, a story yeah, behind like it. every, I bought this and kids like with autism are getting benefited from this, you know? Right. Like they're benefiting from, from my purchase, you know? Or even like this, uh, this, this little pendant, right? I love this thing. I have people ask me all the time, like, yo, what is that, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I like it so much, man, is because there's a story behind it, you know? It's called uh, Tree of Life, right? It's like the intention stick. That's what the product's called. If you guys are watching this video, like mm -hmm. whatever. But it's, it's dope because one, there's a story of the founders, right? They own a jewelry company, you know? They, they're very spiritual. So that's how I connected with it, you know, from a spiritual standpoint. Mm -hmm. But when they were breaking down their story, it's like they have kids, like autistic kids actually, which is it was just kind of interesting because it parlays to Trav's thing. Right. They have autistic kids, bro, putting together all the packaging for that. Like all the words and everything, like that's, that's who their employees are. Wow. So when he told me that, I felt really good about buying this thing. One because I'm help, like I said, I'm helping people, but this thing is very significant because when I see someone wearing this, I know they're like me. And I think that's what's powerful about consumerism and like branding and psychographics and like understanding how people think is that if you see someone wearing like a, for example, carrying a Yeti cooler, you're like, okay, you like to go outdoors. You like to camp. Oh, yeah. You know, you're <laughs> if in for you, right? You like to camp. I love camping. You love all that stuff. Oh, you love man. fishing. You love all that stuff. Horseback riding. Yeah. Going on to the river. All of it. Uh -huh. You know? So for you, when when you see someone wearing that kind of stuff or wearing brands that are very similar to outdoors, like you're most likely going to be friends. You know? Like yeah. you guys are going to connect really well. 
So I think kind of bringing the whole thing back full circle, right? So we don't make this like a two hour long podcast episode. Cause <laughs> I think we're probably at like 35 minutes right now yeah. is, um, I just, I've, I can emphasize anything with content, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it has to tell a story, man. It has to make someone feel something. 100%. And if you don't do that, you're screwed period. But if you can approach, like I said, making content in a process oriented way, where like I said, it's like step one is, hey, what's the strategy, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do? How are we gonna create this? How are we gonna make it look dope? What emotion are we gonna make people feel, you know? That, and then you go to the creation process of creating the content and then distributing the content and then reflecting and adjusting and reading the data on that content. It's a cycle, bro. You just keep repeating that cycle. You know, you just keep repeating the cycle. And I think one thing I do want to say before I end this uh, this podcast episode is that your product or your service has to be dope. Because if it's not dope, like you can sell a shit product, but it will be very, very difficult for you. And your brand name will be completely tarnished and people will not be happy. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, a lot of what we do in our process when we, when we onboard a client for video is we really get to know, like, what is your product? You know, mm-hmm. like, we, you, like, is it just one product? Is it multiple products? Is it a product line within the same niche? You know, mm-hmm. why do people love it? You know, what are the reviews? What, what, what do people love about it? And I think that when you, when as a business owner, right, someone who's watching this that might be more on the e-commerce side or on the uh, like business oriented side as opposed to a creator, it's asking that question, man, like, what is my product? Even as my, as a service, right? As like a video production agency, it's like, what do we sell? You know what I'm saying? If you can break that down to as much detail as possible, you know, and really understand like, yeah, this is, this is what my problem, this is the problem that I'm solving in the marketplace, you know, for these people. And now you have essentially an unlimited amount of content you can create within your industry because you understand your consumer, you understand what you're selling. And like, unless you understand what you're selling, you can't confidently sell it, bro. Well, dude, I mean, these principles that you're taking to create great content can literally be applied to any business owner, like someone doing e-com, yeah. you know, it's all about what am I selling? What's my, what is my product? Is it dope? Mm-hmm. And then reflect and adjust, you know? Let me ask you this question. You know, put you on the spotlight real quick. Shoot. What, <laughs> what do you think is the biggest mistake that content creators make when creating content? Is this like any start of the journey or for someone? Yeah. For someone, for someone who is just starting off as a content creator. Cause I, mm-hmm. I know in this audience, right. If you're listening to this, we've got a mixed bag, you know, we got people who are into like internet marketing, who are into like direct response marketing, who are into yeah. content creation, who are influencers. But if we're talking right now directly to a content creator who's, beginning their journey, right? Mm-hmm. You've, you've been in the business, bro, for like four years. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You've gotten to know a lot of stuff <laughs> and you've made some mistakes and I've made mistakes too, you know, and we learn from those mistakes. But what do you think is the biggest thing that people struggle with as a, a content creator in the beginning? I think the biggest thing is caring about what people think. I think that's the, that was the main bottleneck of mine when I was first starting. and who was really, was actually somebody who was really close to who uh, I started working with. And he was also, you know, we're still amateur uh, photographers and videographers. And when he would see me post something, he would, he would always knock me, dude, that's, that's horrible. 
look look at the colors look at that's disgusting look at the skin you know just always critiquing the heck out of me but at, at some some he had some truth to it um but I shouldn't have cared about because that that was a real bottleneck. I stopped creating content or as much content as I wanted to. I stopped posting as much as I wanted to because I was afraid of what he was gonna say because I saw him as like my big brother, yeah. right? And so once I stopped caring about what he what what the heck he <clears throat> cared about or what he was saying, then, dude, my clientele went up, my whole business went up. I met new people. I met you. We met a lot of great people. Dude, that's that's huge, man. Like yeah. coming to that realization that it's like you've got to let the market decide and be the feedback mechanism or be the feedback mm-hmm. and stop listening to people around you, bro. Because I'll keep it real with anyone listening. When you're starting to do anything different, man, you're sh- trying to go the entrepreneur route. You're trying to go the creator route. You're trying to go and do s- just try a different path. You're going to meet a lot of resistance. And the people Facts. that are around you they know the the old version of you, not the version that you're either becoming or that you are or have become. So they're mm. trying to bring you back into, the, I guess, that old view that is comfortable for them. The safe view. Yeah, and they're yeah. doing it out of good intention, man. It's mm. never like a bad thing, but it does cause a lot of friction. Like you were saying, like, you know, instead of it being feedback that was like, for example, like positive or, or that you can take from, you know, that person in your life was like, nah, nah, I don't know. Nah, this looks like crap or this. <laughs> Because, you know, like if there's good feedback, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's stuff that you want to listen to and be like, okay, cool, I understand that. But at the same time, I think that a lot of times when we're first starting off as anything, man, as an entrepreneur or whatever, like there's a lot of voices, man. Yeah. A lot of voices. And I think a lot of the time those voices are not our own voices. And the more that we can get pure, right, the more that we can start removing things. Because I think that how we add more income into our life, more happiness into our life is actually by sub- subtraction. You know, yeah. when you 100%. take away old limiting beliefs or when you remove old friends that should not be in your life anymore and you focus on getting back to that pure version of who you are, you know, of who God made you to be, of that tool and that purpose that you're supposed to serve, the more that we start unlocking the true potential of who we're supposed to align with, man, and what we're supposed to become. Right. And I think know? people will find that whatever that bottleneck is of theirs that's holding them back. Yeah. Like once they, once you find that, it, that's literally the key to a lot more things, a lot more opportunity. Hundred percent, dude. Because I truly believe, like, I got into, when I got into entrepreneurship, bro. I was like, I, the only reason why I can have these conversations is because I have perspective. Yeah. You know, the last seven years have been a lot. You know, mm-hmm. both good and bad. But I think one thing that I've realized along the process and journey, man, is that it's like there's just a lot of stuff that's either gonna make you or break you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that when we start off, dude, like when we're, when we're like seven, when we're 17 or like, let's say 15 or 13 for some people, that is the purest version of who you are. Like you have no, for the most part, no limiting beliefs on what you can accomplish. <laughs> you tell people like, yo, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a rock star. I want to be this. And like, you believe it, right? you know, in your heart and soul, like your mission is aligned. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling some few, a few people last night, I was like, yo, at 17, like I, f- I was on, I was just on bro, you know? And I let other people's voices dictate what my life was supposed to look like. Mm. Like, oh, you, I didn't want to go to school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I knew that I just knew that, but I'm like, yo, I want to make my parents happy. I want to, I want to <laughs> make sure that, you know, whatever. 
And I was like, I've, I made myself miserable. Like I was in class, bro, and I was sitting there and I'm like, yo, this is not for me. And I'm like, I don't align with this. Like, I don't feel like in my heart that I'm supposed to be here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not learning what I'm supposed to learn here, yeah. you know? But I think it's until we can just start trusting that and getting back to that inner child that's in us, man, that we can really become, like I said, who we're supposed to be. That's what it's all about, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, live like we children again. Life you know? is a learning process, man. Like Big Sean says that shit. I'm, I might even throw this in the, in the podcast, you know, I'll throw <laughs> a little, little piece in there. But yeah, man, it's that's what it's about, bro. Life is a learning process. And I think that I know this is we're going to cap this podcast episode off because I know it's it's we're not trying to make these episodes too, too long, but we want right. them to be valuable. You yeah, know, we're uh, we're at like probably 45 minutes or something like that. 37. Oh, that's cool. Perfect. Perfect. But if I do, if I do have if this was like the last time anyone ever heard my voice and like I had to leave one thing for people to like remember, it's that life is not about the destiny. And it sounds super cheesy, right? But it's like, life is not about the destination, man, at all. It's about who are we becoming, the growth, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, really, every single day, if you become 1% better, you grow. But it's like, I've just changed my perspective so much, man, and I truly feel that I'm walking into a season in my life where, like, growth is going to explode in a lot of different ways. I can feel it. You know, yeah. but it's not the growth. It's not the financial or the other like physical kind of growth that I'm I'm excited about, bro. It's that, it's that I'm growing my spirit, man. I'm growing my soul. You know, and it's it's by growing and focusing on the process of who we're becoming. You know, mm. that we find the happiness. You know, they say like the pursuit of happiness, right? No, it's like the happiness is in the pursuit. Know what I mean? Like I it that. should be flipped around. Everyone's yeah. got it twisted. They're like, I'll be happy when I get this car. I'll be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when I, I'm with somebody. We should all know, you know? that's not, that's never true. Look nah, at all the bro. Hollywood stars. Look at yeah. all the people with, that actually have money and wealth. <clears throat> no, and, and what I will say though, because there's there's another conversation that goes along with that, right? Mm. Where people are like, oh no, well money's evil or whatever. Or, or they're like, oh no, well look at this person <laughs> that's unhappy. I'm like, if the Kuntash rally, for example, right? We got exposed to some massive levels of wealth. Yeah. yeah like hundreds of millions of dollars and billions. A billionaire, couple, yeah. Couple, couple billionaires. Yeah. And what I was like super hyped about, I was like, these people are happy. Yes. Like that's yes. the kind of rich you want to be, bro, is like that kind of happiness. Because I think that in becoming, right, you got to focus on, on the, the growth process, like I said. But in that growth process, man, if everything that you want ends up manifesting because you're providing so much value into the world, you know, that you're getting compensated for it, that you now have a supercar, that you now have multiple houses, whatever it is, whatever it is that your heart desires or whatever. That's dope, man. You're a walking testimony to the fact that you can do it the right way. So there's a quote that in the Bible that says uh, you can gain the world and lose your soul. Like they say, that's the Mm. worst thing that can possibly happen to anyone, you know, Mm. or another one's like success without without meaning or purpose, I forget the quote, but success without like fulfillment is the ultimate failure, you know? And I think it's true, man. I I think that as, yeah, can, can someone get the car? Yeah. How are they going to feel when they're driving that car knowing that they did some fucked up shit, you know? Right. And we, you know, not to get, I'm not going to go into detail about certain scenarios, but you know, yeah, we both know people who have done things that are are either skating the line of 
what's right and wrong or they're fully in the wrong. Yeah. And those people, for anyone listening or watching, I can guarantee you, man, they don't feel good because I've had conversations with them. They don't feel good about how they see themselves. Everyone might be able to might see them and be like, oh, yeah, they're like, you know, super young driving this or living here or going that or whatever. But it's like, you have no idea, man, what someone's really like all of social media. Right. We're talking about content and how it's impactful. Mm-hmm. It's what's interesting about social media is it's perception. It's whatever you perceive it to be. It's all fa- it's all facade, man. It's all facade. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that the powerful thing about that when you understand it is that you get kind of unplugged from the matrix. You start to understand like, okay, how can I influence culture? And that's where your heart should be when you're making content, not how can I flex this? How can I flex that? How can I show this? Or how can I whatever, or portray myself as having the perfect relationship? No, man, because most of those people that are portraying things that way don't actually have the things that that they say they have. Mm -hmm. And back to the Kuntosh rally, right? These guys, you would never know that these people have money. Never. Some, yeah. They're super humble. Chill, they're super low key. Yeah. Normal, yeah. normal people, man. Because to get to, I, I believe to get to that caliber of wealth, you're humbled, man. Like life is going to humble you. And the thing about entrepreneurship, like that I touched on earlier is that it's, it's, you gotta like the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship, if done correctly and ethically is that you grow, you have, you're forced to grow. Mm-hmm. You're forced to level up into a version of yourself. That is not the version that you started as. And the cool thing, when I saw these people, like I said, I wasn't impressed about what they had or the money they had. I was like, I'm impressed with who they are and who have they, who have they become in the process and journey. Because yeah. everyone, everyone was cool. Everybody on that rally was cool. Oh yeah, everybody loved it. And I'm like, yeah, man, it just makes you really think. Where it's like these these people don't even have social media, man. They have like a hundred followers, you know, because a couple mm-hmm. a couple of the guys followed me from the Kuntash rally. And I'm like, but they're influential, yeah. right? You talk about followers versus influence, which we might dive into a, a deeper topic on on a you know following episode or whatever. Yeah. But it's like you can have a bunch of followers, hundred thousand followers, two hundred thousand followers, a million followers. But yeah, if you don't have influence, if you can't drive them to take some sort of action, you know, or rally towards some sort of cause or whatever, you don't really have shit. Yeah. It's just you have a number. It's dead weight. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have influence. You have a number. Like true influence, bro. You can have a hundred followers, a hundred followers, but if they're the right followers, like the wealthiest or not even the wealthiest, but they're just the people that you want to buy your service or product or, you know, that you want to grow and learn from as a mentor or whatever, you have a hundred of those people connected with you. You're unstoppable Mm -hmm. because you have influence. And, um, yeah, man, there's a couple more things that I think we can get into and I'll touch on really quick, but and we'll we'll make these out of we'll make these into like actual full podcast episodes in the future. But I think where a lot of people go wrong too when they're asking themselves like, "Yo, how do I network with people that are high net worth or like people that are influential or have like certain things that they want out of life?" Mm-hmm. It's got to be you've got to. I know the cliche thing is you've got to provide value, but you've got to really ask yourself before you approach any of these scenarios, what is going on in that person's head. And what do they frequently encounter, right? Yeah. Because they usually have people asking for stuff. Like, yo, man, can you put me on this podcast? Can you put me on this? Can you help me this? Can you do that? Or can you, can I drive your car? Or can I do that? Whatever, you know, people are asking. But if you come from a place of giving, right? And you first, before you give, you figure out what that person wants or needs. needs, Yeah. Then you can be like, okay, cool. Let me 
like for a creator, for example, let me make a video of this person's car because they love that car and what that car represents for them. And through that, I'll build a connection and be valuable. Yeah. But you, it, I've told you this in the past, man, and I think it's so true. You cannot make a withdrawal before you make a deposit. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the ATM, bro, you try to pull out money when you haven't put money in, you don't get any money. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Yeah. You know, so I think that's what's, what's the missing link for a lot of people, man, is that they approach life in a way that's not truly looking out for other people. Because you can't just yeah. take, man. You can't just take. You got to figure out, yo, what can I do for this person? Anyone you come into contact with, bro, it's like, yo, how can I care about this person? Yeah, but life should be about giving, dude. And I think that's what God really intended us. And this is the, there's this exercise that <coughs> I have people go through, too. I think yeah, I, I, I love you when that. you talk about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a, it's beautiful, man. I mean, you, you'll learn through that exercise that we get tired. Our body gets tired quicker when our hand is in a taking position. But when our hands are in a giving position, our body is able to keep our hands up. Or we're, God has given us more strength to give than to take. Absolutely. You know, we, we get exhausted faster taking. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I, we're running out of time here, but maybe next time I'll, I'll go over some kind of. No, so, <laughs> so for anyone listening who has, you listened to us for the past hour, 40 minutes or whatever, um, I just want to say thank you guys because this definitely is not going to be the last episode where we're talking about all these different topics and different things. But what I would say is if you guys enjoyed the episode, if you got any sort of value, because this is what Andy Frisella does really well, man. And like, I'm, I'm giving credit where credit's due because I, I understand where I'm taking it from, mm-hmm. you know? But what he does really well on his podcast for anyone who wants to start a podcast or do anything like this is he asks people. You'd be surprised, bro, like when you just ask. Well, that's a whole other story we'll get into later. <laughs> oh, man. With Gary, that, oh, yeah, the, you'll see that. If that. that video will be on my Instagram. Like, Let's it's on my Instagram. You'll, you guys will figure it out. But yeah, man, it's like, he just asks, like, hey, if you found, and I'm asking you guys this question too as an audience, like if you found value in this podcast, if you learned anything, all I ask is that you share this with a friend, you know, someone who's like-minded, someone who's trying to push past, you know, their limitations or trying to push past a different, you know, avenue of life or achieve something more in life or whatever, because the more that we can have people like us together and building community, right, and having others that we can connect with that resonate with our problems, our, our, our emotions, like what we're feeling and like what we're going through, the more that we can get through it, through it together, man, the more that we can be a light for other people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, guys, with that being said, um, thanks again for listening. We 